From RTE News, this is States of Mind. This administration has shown it will tear our democracy down. You won't be safe in Joe Biden's America. It's hard to get any word in with this clown. I'm not here to call out his lies. Everybody knows he's a liar. In 47 months, I've done more than you've done in 47 years, Joe. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire, inside a train wreck. Ladies and gentlemen, the best is yet to come. Your U.S. election 2020 podcast. With Brian O'Donovan in Washington. And Jackie Fox in Dublin. Today. A long for tidal wave of justice can rise up and hope and history rhyme. And now I'm going to die. Shut up, silly woman, said the reptile with a grin. You knew damn well I was a snake before you took me in. This episode is like States of Mind Light, a primer episode for election night, basically because we can't help ourselves and I feel like we need to wish each other and all you listeners good luck. I know, and it's also kind of got me thinking, Jackie, about the journey we've been on. The journey. I was looking back. Our first episode of States of Mind was on the 12th of March. Wow. You outed yourself as a Joe Dolan fan by christening the title No Show Like a Joe <laughs> Show, which is actually a very good title. And it was all about how Joe Biden was emerging as the yeah. Democratic candidate. We didn't know at that stage that he was. But it was also sort of pre-pandemic. We knew there was a thing in the world called the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. But in early March, of course, the lockdowns hadn't been announced. And what a year it has been since then. Everything changed. We were, you know, we were right on one thing. Joe Biden did become the nominee. Everything else, though, was changed. Everything else was unpredictable back then at that point. And here we are now, just a couple of hours really away from election night, and it's going to be all go. So RTE is going to have a special programme, which will be on from 11.15 to around 3.30am. We're both involved in that, Brian. When that's, that's right. over... The RT News Channel will carry CBS until Morning Ireland starts at 6am until 9am. Then after a lot of coffee, cold pizza and appearing in and out of Morning Ireland, we'll record the podcast and get that out to you ASAP. And then there is an extended one o'clock TV bulletin on RT1. Might get a couple of hours kip after that, but who knows? Depends what happens. What is your plan Brian, where will you be and what will you be doing? Yeah, I like your idea of coffee and cold pizza. That's what I see in my future for the next 24, 48 hours. So on Election Day itself, we'll be doing live reports from a polling station in Virginia, not far from Washington, D.C., speaking to voters as they cast their ballots. If there's any left, Jackie Fox, because so many early votes have been cast, and we'll talk about that in a moment. On Election Night, we'll be doing live reports from outside the White House into RTE's special election programme. And then I think for kind of technical and logistical reasons, I'll probably actually watch the election results themselves come in from the RTE studios in Washington. Then the following morning, Wednesday morning, I'll be reporting into that specially extended morning Ireland and it will be a similar pattern I think in the days that follow, yeah. maybe the weeks that follow maybe by December we'll have special election programme episode oh, please, 30 Brian. we still don't have a winner but hopefully not hopefully we'll get a result on the night maybe in the days that follow but yeah definitely exciting times ahead. Okay so Louise Doyle got in contact on Twitter to ask when is the best time to watch on election night? I understand that not all of you can stay up all night to watch this. So if you were to roughly get four hours sleep, when would be the ideal time to have that? I mean, 
what everybody will be looking at on election night is which states will actually have results. I mean, normally we've discussed this in the past, your US election, you'd get a clear idea around 2 a.m. Eastern time, 7 a.m. Irish time of who the winner was going to be, nicely wrapped up in a bow. That's not going to happen this year because of the counting of mail-in ballots. Some states, however, are expected to have results on election night, and some of the big important states are expected to have results on election night, like, for example, Florida. So if you have a scenario whereby... Uh, Joe Biden wins Florida, that could be all over for Donald Trump. So we'd have a clear result on that occasion. In terms of timings, the polls in Florida, the last polls in Florida close at 8 p.m. Eastern, which is 1 a.m. Irish. So maybe you're going to get it clear. Now, I don't want to drag Louise out of her bed unnecessarily. And she gets up and she sees that Florida is too close to call it, that there's no clear result there. But there might be something Something. happening around 1, 2 a.m. Irish time when those Florida polls close. But we'll just have to wait and see, Jackie. And then as we've spoken about so many times in the past, there's all these phenomenon this year. We could have the red mirage where it looks like Donald Trump has won. And then that gets overtaken by the blue shift which, no, is not something Mm. one would get in a teenage disco in the 1990s. The blue shift is what the Democrats will get if a swathe of ballots, mail-in ballots, come in for Joe Biden in the days that follow election night. But if you were to say a time to tune in, definitely I would tune in to see how Florida's looking in the early hours of the morning. So you could do, like, go to bed at nine, get up at one, or you could break it up, do... 10 to 12 and then again 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. That could work. Yep, that might work. But then, look, we all remember four years ago, some people went to bed thinking Hillary had it because remember she did well in some of those early yeah. states and then they woke up the next morning it was like, what? I think Brexit was similar, wasn't it? It was, Couple it was like the 4 a.m., 5 a.m. kind of yeah, turn. Yeah, yeah. So stick with it. Don't go to bed is the message. Stay up in case something crazy happens overnight. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see. The next question we are going to try and answer is that people are probably wondering... Where does the election stand at the moment in terms of polling? Like being burned in a past relationship, you learn from your mistakes and move on, but are left a little bit scarred. And the US election equivalent is people are finding it hard to trust the polls after what happened in 2016. Yeah, everybody and all these Trump supporters I speak to all the time and I put it to them that he's way behind in the polls and they say the polls were wrong the last time and they are right. And the problem with the polls the last time, it was mainly in those Midwestern battleground states, the so-called Rust Belt states, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, where there was supposed to be this blue wall, this democratic wall of states that Hillary Clinton would hold. It didn't happen. And it was a shock result because Hillary Clinton was ahead in the polls there. Now, pollsters would tell you that actually in the days leading up to Election Day, her lead had slipped quite a bit. And maybe we shouldn't have been so surprised that she lost those key swing states. But what it did remind us is that maybe the pollsters were not doing it correctly. And they had gotten some things wrong. And they came out afterwards and admitted they got some things wrong. And one of the problems they had was demographics, the groups of people they were looking at. Mm -hmm. They undersampled one particular group, which was white non-college educated males. And this group voted in big numbers for Donald Trump. They weren't sampling a whole lot of them. They weren't polling a whole lot of them. That's why they missed some of those Donald Trump numbers in the polling. Pollsters say they have corrected for that and that they have widened their sample base to hopefully, from their perspective, get it right this time around. And this time around 90 Four million Americans have already cast their ballots this year. How does that change things, Brian? And should we trust the polls this time? 
Yeah, Jackie, and that figure of 94 million early votes, that's the figure as of now, as we're recording this. It will have increased probably by the time you listen to it. It's almost twice as many pre-election votes that were cast in the 2016 election and nearly 68% of the total votes of the 2016 election. I mean, what it means is if there are pollsters today carrying out polls on this last day, they are polling a much smaller portion of the electorate because so many people have already voted. People have already cast their ballots. It is not clear which way those ballots have gone. There was a general sense that the Democrats would benefit more from early voting, from mail-in ballots, and that Republicans would be more fond of that traditional go-to-the-polling-station-on-the-day type of voting. Some data coming out, however, from some states showing that actually, no, there was quite a strong surge of Republican voters engaging in early voting as well. So we're just going to have to wait and see what sort of impact it has. So what is then the latest offering from the polls? So the polls, the last of the polls have come out now. They came out over the weekend. They came out today and they show on a national level pretty much what we've been seeing for the last few months. Joe Biden with this big, strong lead over Donald Trump. But remember, that is national and national doesn't matter. That's the popular vote. That is not what wins you a US election. You need to win in those key battleground states. And in some of those, things are much, much tighter. I mentioned Florida earlier. It's neck and neck. There's nothing in it. Either candidate could win Florida on election night. Then you look at those Rust Belt states as we describe them as Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania. What's happening there? Joe Biden pretty decent leads in the polls in Wisconsin and Michigan, less so in Pennsylvania. Very, very tight there as well. So a strong sense that it could all come down to a Pennsylvania. And the issue in Pennsylvania, as we've discussed before, is that we won't have a result from there on election night. They are going to accept mail-in ballots and count mail-in ballots for several days after polling day. And it's an area where both candidates were campaigning over the weekend in a last minute blitz of trying to get more votes. Yeah, it was really remarkable, actually, particularly from the Donald Trump perspective, the amount of states and the amount of rallies he's been doing over the last few days. On Sunday alone, he visited Michigan, Iowa, North Carolina, Georgia and Florida all in one day. That Florida rally went on really late into the night. And actually, that Florida rally had this bizarre moment where loads of his supporters started chanting, fire Fauci, as in get rid of your top coronavirus expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci. And to this, Donald Trump sort of said, oh, we'll see until after the election. Then we also had, as we mentioned, this massive focus on Pennsylvania by both candidates over the last few days, Joe Biden and Donald Trump, spending huge amounts of time in that state. Remember, Donald Trump won Pennsylvania by the tiniest of margins in 2016, and it helped him to secure the White House. Pennsylvania used to be a solidly Democratic state. Joe Biden wants to bring it back to the Democrats. Donald Trump, meanwhile, when he talks about Pennsylvania, is raging at the fact that they will be accepting and counting mail-in ballots for days and days and days after the polls close. Last night, he described that as a terrible thing, and he said it shouldn't be allowed to happen. He said it will lead to fraud. But interestingly, Jackie, he also denied media reports that he was going to prematurely declare victory on election night, even before all the results are in. And Obama, for the first time, went on the campaign trail with Joe Biden, where he went viral. Ah, wouldn't he sicken you? He's just too I cool know. for school, isn't he, Obama? It's he real. <laughs> There's always these mic drop moments where you just go, yeah, yeah, we know, we, know, we know you're cool. So he was in a high school gym and he just sort of flung the basketball, barely looking at it, and he scored this wonderful three-pointer and everybody erupted. Oh. Oh. 
and he just walked and they, off. I love that. He just off. walked off. Yeah. That's what I do. You know, it was really, as I say, sort of this mic drop moment of, you know, this this is how I roll. So that was in the uh, high school gymnasium. So I suppose you could say, Jackie, that was PE class. And what we've seen in this Leaving Cert year of these candidates is that they have now all moved on to the poetry section. We are quoting poetry on the campaign trail. Yeah, turning to poetry over the last few days. This is one of the weirdest moments on States of Mind, I have to say. Yeah, so we know that Joe Biden is a big fan of Irish poetry, big fan of Seamus Heaney. And in one of his final campaign videos, he recites a Seamus Heaney poem. Human beings suffer. They torture one another. They get hurt and get hard. No poem or play or song can fully right the wrong inflicted and endured. History says, don't hope on this side of the grave. But then, once in a lifetime, a long-forward tidal wave of justice can rise up and hope and history rhyme. So hope for a great sea change on the far side of revenge. Believe that a further shore is reachable from here. Believe in miracles and healing wells. Call miracles self-healing and utter self-revealing double take of feeling. If there is a fire in the mountain or lightning in a storm and God speaks from the sky, That means someone is hearing the outcry and the birth cry of a new life at its turn. It means once in a lifetime that justice can rise up and hope and history rhyme. I mean, nothing new there from Joe Biden, Brian, but it's the other presidential candidate and his... um, how would you say, uh, reciting of poetry is raising a couple of eyebrows? Yes, I think with Donald Trump, it was a case of, (laughs) I'll see your Seamus Heaney and I'll raise you this little wonder. It's a poem called The Snake and Donald Trump recited some poetry on the campaign stage over the weekend. And we're going to play it all. On her way to work one morning, down the path along the lake, a tender-hearted woman saw a poor, half-frozen snake. His pretty colored skin had been all frosted with the dew. Poor thing, she cried, I'll take you in and I'll take care of you. Take me in, O tender woman. Take me in for heaven's sake. Take me in, O tender woman, sighed that vicious snake. She wrapped him up, all cozy, in a comforter of silk, and she laid him by the fire, said, with some honey and some milk. She hurried home from work that night. As soon as she arrived, she found that pretty snake she'd taken in had been revived. Take me in, O tender woman. Take me in, for heaven's sake. Take me in, O tender woman, sighed that vicious snake. She clutched him to her bosom. You're so beautiful, she cried, but I hadn't brought you in by now. You know you would have died. She stroked his pretty skin again and kissed and held him tight. But instead of saying thank you, the snake gave her a vicious bite. Take me in, O tender woman. Take me in for heaven's sake. Take me in, O tender woman. 
sighed that vicious snake. I saved you, cried the woman, and you've bitten me, but why? You knew your bite was poisonous, and now I'm going to die. Shut up, silly woman, said the reptile with a grin. You knew damn well I was a snake before you took me in. I'm not sure how to interpret that, but let's just move to Texas. It's very deep. Knowing Donald Trump, I'm sure it's very it's deep. very deep. <laughs> let's just move to Texas very quickly because things actually got a bit nasty there over the weekend for the, both campaigns. They did, yeah. This was on Friday. There was an incident whereby a group of Trump supporters in their trucks and cars with their flags flying and their Trump merchandise hanging out of the windows sort of drove along this road. They surrounded a Biden campaign bus. Now, those on board the bus said that they tried to run them off the road. Joe Biden or Kamala Harris were not on the bus at the time. It was campaign staff. They said the whole thing was quite scary. The video footage went viral. It looks pretty scary, actually. Yeah, they seem to be surrounding this bus. Um, The FBI has opened an investigation into the matter. Donald Trump, however, has criticized the FBI for opening an investigation, saying that they have much better things that they should be investigating. And he said that these Trump supporters who did this act were patriots who had done nothing wrong. And this could be part of a wider anxiety about tension between the two sides. I saw images online over the weekend, Brian, of stores being boarded up as there are worries over violence following election night. And Walmart made a move, I think, that was pretty shocking to people outside of the US. What I have noticed here in Washington, D.C. over the last few days is the shop fronts, the businesses, the offices all being boarded up. Anything really in a sort of a downtown area near the White House or in more of the retail sort of high street areas, boarding up everything. We saw this. We saw this earlier in the year when there was looting and vandalism following some of the George Floyd protests in early summer. The shops boarded everything up and kept those boards up for quite a while, several weeks. Then things calmed down. The boards came down. They've gone back up again now. I also believe they're going to erect a very high fence all around the White House for the next few days amid fears of election unrest. And it's not just in Washington. It's being replicated in many cities across the US. You mentioned Walmart there. Walmart took a decision last week to remove guns and ammunition from some of their shelves. Now, I believe they've started to put back that merchandise on the shelves again, saying that they felt that these incidents of civil unrest had been isolated. Fingers crossed, that remains the case. And we're not going to see any violence or unrest on the streets on election night or thereafter. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, I'm sure people keep asking you to call the election. Brian, your head is probably wrecked. Yeah, no, 2024 for Kanye. 2024 for Kanye. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm premature. (laughs) So I have an idea. Do you have a piece of paper and an envelope or somewhere secure to put your piece of paper? Maybe give it to Joanna or one of the girls to hide it. Okay, I can do this. I'm listening. I'm intrigued. And if anybody at home, if they want to do this with us, feel free and send us an image or videos of you guys doing the same, please. So, paper at the ready. Right. So, write down the name of the person you think is going to win the popular vote. Okay. Popular vote. Okay. And then the Electoral College, obviously, the more important one. Okay. And how many votes will that person win the Electoral College by? I know this is kind of roughly, but. Yeah, this is like guessing how many things in the jar. (laughs) By. uh, 
I'm gonna okay. And let's do the House of Representatives and the Senate as well. Sure, why not? Might as well. Okay. Okay. I hope everyone's honest. It's hard. Yeah. That's really It hard. is difficult. Now, I'm going to put mine in two envelopes so it won't be a naked oh, ballot. And oh, I'm going to get Pennsylvania good. electoral officials to open it. So it should be opened in about three weeks' time. Oh, so yeah, I, you, perfect. Yeah, I'll give you my result in about a month when Pennsylvania gets oh, around to opening it. And don't forget it, yeah. to put the time and the date on it. So oh, it is absolutely. the 2nd of November. What time is it? It's just around half past two Irish time. Perfect. Seal it up. Put it away. And we'll talk about it again when this is all over, whenever that is. Absolutely, whenever that may be. Yep, good. I like it. A little bit of predicting. No. So before we go, we want to let you know about a few things, especially if you are new to States of Mind and want to cement your knowledge of US elections before election night. For explainers on the Electoral College, head to episode 24, Swing States, episode 25, everything you need to know about the controversies surrounding postal voting, episode 27, voter suppression, episode 34, and the different scenarios which could happen following election night, episode 36. Jackie Uh, Fox's love of Joe Dolan, episode one, as previously discussed. (laughs) (laughs) My mum is loving that now. Loving it. Loving it. And finally, Brian, To go back to episode 27 about postal voting, you may remember on that episode we were saying how great the Irish postal system is. You could have an address half filled out on your envelope in Ireland and it would still be delivered to that person. Do you remember that? I do. We were like, you could put Johnny Murphy next to the shop balance low and he'd get it which yeah. is amazing yes and yeah, we yeah, said that, that yeah. if any states of mind listener wanted to try and oh, send yes, one to did. you in Washington <laughs> to test the US postal system to go for it you were yeah. in the office over the weekend were you did I yes see it? okay yes there I wasn't was. a yellow envelope there by any chance no did someone try oh that's yes. a real shame so Anya I don't know her second name because she got in contact with me on Insta- Instagram she okay. sent me an image of a yellow envelope with the address Brian O'Donovan around the corner from the White House, Washington, D.C., America, I love it. and a postal stamp on it and all. And she was wondering, did you get it? Well, the mail in system is a bit under pressure here right now. The Postal Service is getting lots of mail in ballots. So hopefully, maybe next week. Wouldn't that be amazing? We'll keep the fingers crossed. We'll keep the fingers crossed. So, yeah, Brian, that's it really now until the other side. I will. Yes. We'll chat we'll, then. We will chat on the other side. Maybe we will have a result. Maybe we won't. Either way, it's going to be dramatic. Either way, there's going to be lots to talk about. And uh, I look forward to it and get the Joe Dolan on. And uh, I don't know. What's He'll a keep good us going Joe on election night. Oh, me, oh, my. You're you such a good looking candidate. <laughs> such a good. <laughs> That's going to have to play us out, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> chat to you soon, Brian. Chat to you soon. Bye bye. Show the world what a woman could be When he created a woman like you He made the sun shine right out of your eyes 